See, just so you know, this is what happens when, when you deal with the living God. Sometimes your plans get blown up. I've got this really nice, just so you know, I've got a, a really nice order of service here. It's very orderly. It, uh, it, it flows nicely. And sometimes God goes, yeah, that's very nice, David. Now put it away and let me do what I need to do. And I just go, yes, sir. And you do that. So um, John 20 Starting in verse 11. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not recognize that it was Jesus. Everybody say she didn't recognize it was Jesus. I think I'm just going to stop there. What I wanted to ask you guys today, and I have a nice long sermon to kind of pull it out, and I'm being advised by my advisor to let you know one more thing. There are shirts out there. If you're a leader in this church, you need a shirt. Stand up, Andrew. That's the shirt. Turn around, model it. Put your hand on your hip like a real model. He's not listening. All right, go ahead and sit back down. If you're not going to play the role, then... Um, If you're a leader in this church, you need to get that shirt... And if you're not a leader in that church, in this church, and, and there's extras, take one. We want you to have them. Because we are here to change the world. That's why we exist. I don't care if we live in the hills of Pennsylvania. I don't care if there's only 2,500 people in Canton and 5,000 in Troy. We are here to change the world. So get a shirt, because it says on the back, change the world. The question that I had for you is, why didn't Mary recognize Jesus? And, and what I wanted to just kind of pull down for you for just a moment is, is I don't think she recognized him because she was seeing him through the pain. See, Mary and Jesus were very close friends, and uh, he had been evidently a family friend, and he's friends with not just Mary, but with Martha, her sister, and, and with Lazarus, her brother, and, and they're a very tight-knit friend group. They're tight friends. She doesn't recognize him, and, and I think that it's because she didn't expect to see him. She has just seen him crucified. She's, she's one of two ladies who are there when they seal the tomb. She's going. You know, she's the one who discovers that the tomb is empty. And, and she just wasn't, she wasn't expecting to see Jesus up and around. She couldn't see him through her pain. 
And, and the question, the thing that struck me about it is that so many of us in this room right now can't see Jesus through our pain. That we sit here and, and God can be in a room and God can be moving and there can be things happening in the spirit and, and maybe all these things are going on around you. Ever, you ever been part of a party and the party's going on all around you and you are just, you're there by yourself? You don't know anybody and you feel like everybody else is connected and you're just on the outside and, and sometimes we're like that in church. And there's all these people around us who, who, you know, some of them are a little more free than others, and maybe they're dancing or whatever, and, and that's all cool. But there's, there's, there's times that we've gone through things, and it's shadowed our vision. Many of you know that today is 9-11. Fifteen years ago, today... The towers came down, and um, it was traumatic for this whole nation. And there is 3,000, over 3,000 people lost their lives that day. And I saw a story this week of a young lady who was a middle schooler. She was in seventh grade when, when the towers came down. She was going to a middle school two blocks away from the World Trade Center. And uh, she got out alive. The, the, the teacher was sitting there and told them not to look outside. And, and then the principal came and said, get out of this building and run for your life, is literally what the principal said. And, and that young lady spent the next Several years, when she got into high school and started hanging out with people, she started drinking to try to cover the pain that she was in, to try to be able to deal with somehow the things that she'd gone through, the family that she'd lost, and, and the people that she'd known who perished that day, and just the trauma of her own event. She said that when she was in college, four times... She had gone to the hospital with alcohol poisoning, and they had to pump her stomach. Now, you may not have been at ground zero, but everybody in this room has had a ground zero moment. You've had things that you've gone through, things that, that have rocked your world and, and feel like they've shaken every element of your life to where nothing that, that was ordered and set in your life stood one rock upon the other. Where the whole building of your life came crashing down. And, and that sometimes creates a, a, a filter through your eyes that you can't see what God wants for you next. But I want you to hear me very clearly today. Wherever you are and whatever's gone on in your life and whatever you've experienced, whatever ground zero moment you've had in your life, I want you to know that there is a risen Savior standing at the tomb of your dead dreams and your earth-shaking events in your life who's standing there and calling your name and you maybe 
aren't even seeing him for who he is. But if you can just, for just a moment, allow for yourself to see who is standing at the door of your life, you can find freedom. And he can bring healing. Because the tomb wasn't the end of the story. God wants to bring life to some people in this room today. The things you've gone through, the things you've done, the the places you've been, the wounds you have, That can just be the doorway into the next great thing if you recognize who it is that's standing at your door. But you've got to see him. And so today, I'm just going to wrap up this thing. But just saying, do you want to see him? Because there's people in here that are hurting. Maybe you don't even believe Maybe you've never been a believer, but maybe you just, you're seeing something that maybe there's a little hope. I invite you to come. I invite you to come. I invite you to come and experience him because I, it's, not, it's not some preachers that go lay hands on you. It's not like I've got, you know, special powers. I just have the God of creation who wants to heal you. And so, if you need prayer, if you want prayer, I want you to come. If you are sitting there on the rubble of your life and you don't know how to put the pieces back together, I want you to come. If you know completely, if everything's great on the outside, but you're broken inside, I want you to come. If you just need help if you just need god to break into your life for the moment maybe maybe everything is cool and you know jesus and everything is great but you feel like you just need prayer today the altar this is not the place for just broken people this is the people this is the place for people who just want to get touched with god but i want you to come if you want to come the elders will come up behind you and pray for you The ministers in this room will come up behind you and pray for you. But today I want you to come because you want to. Because you're tired. And you want to see him as he is. Amen.